get started. Welcome to the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room Podcast. We are here to podcast about anything and everything Star Wars with you. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's HTTPS colon backslash backslash R-A-B-R KyleJohansson.us That's R-A-B-R dot K-A-I-L-E J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S On the left hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Preacher Room website at R-A-B-R-K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N-U-S. And now, it's time to talk Star Wars. I am Kyle John Johansson, and this is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say hello. 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 Well, you know, I don't want to bring it up, but, uh, you know, we're late in putting this out because uh, Scott had some issues that he had to deal with first before we could do this. Um, You can say whatever you want. Oh, just say it. I nearly died. Ah, whatever. Um, Now he had to go to the hospital (laughs) for some... Some flu and or no pneumonia and um, C diff crapping out the rear too much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's why we're late, and we're actually gonna try to cram two episodes in this week. So we're gonna do this one, and then we're gonna maybe if we have enough time, we'll do another one this weekend. We'll see. Hopefully, we will. And today we're going to review Bad Batch Episode 6, Decommissioned, and Episode 7, Battle Scars. Um, we have two news items today, and uh, we're just going to go through the episodes in pretty much pretty good detail and uh, talk about them and discuss what we think about them and what's going to happen. Um, hey. Let's see. Okay, so let me click the news thing. It's time for the news. So the first article we've got is um, an announcement uh, or uh, someone was looking at casting calls or casting additions to Mandalorian Season 3. And it's official that Christopher Lloyd is now part of the cast for Season 3. Um. What's it say? Details roles are locked up in a trunk of a DeLorean. So they don't, we don't know exactly what he's going to be doing. Yeah, um, whether it's but, a reco- recurring role or just a one time. Yeah. They're talking, it's probably going to be, um, uh, you know, some older character who knows, you know, it's, they've been bringing in characters a lot from, um, what they call what they used to call legends um, quite a bit and maybe they're, he's going to be one of those guys um, Obadiah yeah or something, something. Um, <laughs> you never know with uh, 
John Favreau and Dave Filoni what, what it'll be. Um, but it, it basically says, uh, you know, uh, he's been official in uh, the season for uh, season three is supposed to be a, uh, this fall. I think last I heard it was going to be in August or September um, that it was going to debut, um, which would basically be around the time that the Andor show would end. Um, yeah, I got to figure there. figure figure out what that is. It's it, you know it's the it's about the guy that was in uh, Rogue One uh, um, that had the robot. You know that you uh, that you like. Oh, the pilot. The yeah, okay, the spy yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, the spy guy. It's supposed to be about him, I guess. You know about his spy activities and stuff. Um, and they've already renewed that for season two, so it must be uh, they must be doing pretty good on it or something. I don't know. Um, and that was from came directly from the Hollywood Reporter. Um, and this next um, one is coming directly from StarWars.com. And uh, it's basically an article about the Pikes. And we uh, have seen the Pikes quite often through animated. Um, I think they were in the Rebels a little bit. They were definitely in uh, Clone Wars. Um, but they, we saw them in this time in, in the Book of Boba Fett. Um, and I kind of wanted to mention what you were telling me earlier, Scott, was, you know, originally um, the, a pike person was, um, the design was for, for them to, for a person to be a Jedi that was a pike. Um, and they kind of scrapped that idea for something different. Um, and they became, um, you know, syndicate people who run um, spice and a little bit of, uh, you know, black market kind of stuff too. Um, it says here, uh, George Lucas plucked the design out of dozens. Um, this one in particular was a design, a design for an alien Jedi. Um, they changed them a little bit from the original. They made, they, you know, those little weird things to hang down on their chin. They made those longer and stuff um, when they decided to use them. Uh, what's it say? Costume was, the head and costume design was honed in 2009 um, for a comic book. Um, so yeah, it says aspects of Kessel and the Pike Syndicate trade role were spice traders. Um, spice traders seen throughout the galaxy. They, um, they joined forces with um, uh, Death Watch and they joined forces with Maul, um, which Maul had the Shadow Collective was what his little gang was, um, which uh, included, you know, the, the Crimson Dawn that uh, Kira was part of. Um, he basically killed everybody in, in the upper management of Crimson Dawn and took over. Um, Bad Batch, were they were in there too? 
Your, the Pike Syndicate was a powerful part of the Spice Cartel. Former Chancellor Lorem explained to Yoda in one of the Clone Wars episodes. The Pikes were are in Bad Batch. Yeah. Later they're on. Supposed to, they're supposed to be later on, yeah. Um, After the man. dude takes the club from uh, Sid. That's that's when they come in. I remember that now. Let's see. And yeah, they were they didn't have very many dealings with um, the Jedi. Uh, they had a few, but not very many. Um, it looks like, um, and like we saw in. They, they played a pretty big role in, in what we saw in, in the Book of Boba Fett, um, taking over Moss Espa and, and a couple other um, areas around there. Um, but yeah, that's what they are. They're just, uh, um, I don't know, the, the face kind of looks like a, maybe a catfish or something, almost. Yeah. Especially with those little things that come down off their chins and stuff. It looks like the spikes on a catfish. Um. And they usually wear like uh, some sort of protective uh, mask or something to help them breathe a little bit because uh, they have trouble breathing. I'm sure that it's a, like a moisture thing. Moisture thing, yeah. Keep them moist and stuff too. I was thinking that too. Um, you know, because we know, uh, you know Tatooine obviously is pretty dry because it's got the two suns that are boiling it up all the time. So, you know, they probably had humidity regulation or something in that outfit, too, I guess. Um, but, yeah, when we see them in the Clone Wars, they're in different areas, too, and they're still wearing those uh, masks and stuff, too. So um, some of it could be, you know, for, uh, you know, ranking and designation and stuff like that, too. Um, but it was also armor, so, you know, they could... Uh, be protected a little bit in battle. Um, anyway, that's what the article mostly is about. I just want to kind of, you know, bring it to front and talk about them for a, a bit. Um, and, you know, as I've been telling you, it's Star Wars news is pretty slim now nowadays because there's not much going on. Um, well, and everything's top secret. <laughs> yeah, everything's top secret. So it's hard to find some good news. And a lot of times it's it's uh, someone guessing what could happen and you know, it may not be true or whatever, so we don't really talk about it all very much. So let's wrap that news up then. The news. The news. All right. And let's do this. And now a word from our sponsors. Does your bald head take a beating from shaving the sun and all of the things Mother Nature throws your way? Do ladies look at your dry, sunburnt head and cringe? Well, guys, there's a new product out there in the head care market that promises to rock your head. I mean, dome. Looks soft, clean, and touchable, and it's trending number one through social media and on YouTube. Introducing Dome Armor. It conditions with moisturizers like coconut oil and shea butter, protects with sunscreen up to SPF 45, and enhances your already sexy dome into an irresistible hands-on experience. Keep your head, I mean dome, safe and protected. 
Get dome armor. Now available in fresh bacon scent. Sure to get the ladies to come running in fine stores like Walmart and Lowe's. Oh, and for those still struggling with minor hair loss, try Grow Gain. This product will refresh, revitalize, and regrow hair on your dome. Grow Gain. That's what I know. You can get it. Also, get it at Dick's. <laughs> Sporting goods. Oh, I mean Dick's. Uh, all right. So let's let's get into the episode here. Uh, I mean, I got to play the sport alert so people don't freak out. Spoiler. All right, spoiler alert. About some TV shows or movies. If you have not watched them, please fast forward to the appropriate section. You will not be warned again because you will be spoiled. Yay. All right. So uh, the first episode we're doing is episode six. Spoiled. Yeah. Uh, decommissioned. Oh, soiled. Spoiled. Um, all right, so yeah, so we first see in, in this episode, um, uh, they're in Sid's parlor and Omega is practicing with that weird uh, bow thing that shoots out the energy arrows or whatever. And she's that having trouble. Arm. Yeah, she's having trouble with her flabby arms, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and Echo keeps telling her she needs to practice even though she's hit it three times because she got lucky is why she hit it. Um, he's, he's so blunt. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I don't know how to talk to kids, right? Right. Yeah, so, uh, and, and there's uh, apparently two of the bar patrons are betting on um, her yeah, trying to hit, hit it. Her. <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. Um, one of those guys with the weird neck thing and then... Um, yeah, with the eyes, neck, then the eyes. Yeah. And the lashes like yours. What? Like these? Um, yeah, so they do that. Uh, Sid's the one that comes in and tells her she needs to work out more because her arms are flabby. Uh, and she announces they have that she and she grabs Hunter because she has an arrangement that they want to um, broker, I guess. And she's basically telling them that they don't have a choice. They, they want to take the the deal um and they're going to the deal is going to Corellia um to pick up another uh some sort of animal or something and when they are when we see them um arriving in Corellia they're attached to a bottom of another ship do you, do you remember seeing that yeah. that's uh you know, kind of what we saw the blockade or whatever, right? And we saw, um, you know, Han Solo did that with uh, the Millennium Falcon, right? When they were trying to escape from the from one of the um, big ships or whatever, the you know, attack fighter things. It was Vader's ship. Yeah, it was Vader, one of Vader's ships. <clears throat> 
Um, so they're attached to this transport thing, and they um, once they get into the uh, at planet's atmosphere, they they break off. Um, and uh, it turns out this uh, mission is about getting a tactical droid, which, uh, you know, they kind of explain that the tactical droids are valuable because um, they directed, they were the ones that were directing the, the droids that were on the ground or whatever. And they learned from everything that they, um, every, battle every battle they were in. They learned and, uh, and adapted. Um, and no, no other, uh, no other, none of the other droids did that. And, and that's what makes them more valuable. And, and, you know, people are seeking them out. And so they're going to Corellia to um, a plant that is um, decommissioning all of um, droids and, and stuff like that. Droids in different uh, shapes and sizes, um, big, tall ones, the regular yellow ones we see on the ground. And um, of course, our, uh, our uh, tactical droid, um, they go through and they find the plant and they uh, decide they're going to um, sneak in um, through a ladder that goes to a door that's higher up. And this is where we see uh, um, Wrecker doesn't like uh, heights, right? No. Yeah, he, uh, he, he's like, oh, man. And he's he gets up really? there, finally gets up the nerve to go up and gets up there and um, looks down and in a hurry to get away from the edge of that stairway and everything. Uh, yeah, so they do that. Doo -doo. Heights. Okay, and then they go into the plant um, and they are, they're up in the catwalks up there in the plant because that's kind of where they um, got in and they're using their, uh, you know, fancy binoculars to figure out where they where um oh, guards are wandering he did that from outside too what's his name tech yeah tech did. um some of them go down to a you know like a console station to you know look through the inventory and you know maybe uh keep the guards from coming in kind of thing and stuff like that and uh it looks like, uh, yeah, they locate a droid and also um, Omega sees it through the binoculars too. Mm -hmm. So they, they find out that that's the only, only tactical droid in the, uh, in the plant. And his head. His, his head, yeah. It's where all the information is stored in the head, I guess. Um, they don't really care about the body. Um, they see that it's disconnected from the body, so you know they said, "Oh, it's still it's still usable without the body." Let's see. And Wreckers goes up above to cover, and he complains because Crosshair should should be doing that. Um, and uh, let's see. They move into position. Walk where climb. Da da da. And Omega is still looking um, through the binoculars at it. And she sees someone else grab the, the droid head um, mm -hmm. while she's looking. And like dampers off with it. 
scampers off with it. We, they're so quick, you can barely tell who it is. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, she spots it. She steals it, and uh, Omega tries to go down and, and help um, find it when she was told not to. Um, she she uses her uh, her bow and um, you know tries to shoot at the person who is running, and she finds out it's uh, Rafa Martinez. Which um, you know she wouldn't know who that is, but we know who it is because they're they were in Clone Wars, yeah, quite a bit, and that was you know the last season of Clone Wars. There was a big uh, two or three story arc with them too, at least maybe four four or five episodes, um, where Ahsoka was she uh, was building she was building that ship and she didn't know her sister with yeah. the, how her sister was getting the money. Exactly. To be able to build that big starship. Exactly. Um, yeah, so, and in, in this is, uh, you know, we have to remember this is around about the same time. So, you know, they're doing these odd jobs that we just happen to see them do that could be going on at the same time that Ahsoka and them are. Uh, That's true. I didn't think of that. Yeah, she shouldn't want to. Rafa says she doesn't want to hurt her, and uh, um, you know she's kind of afraid of uh, Omega because Omega's shaking a little bit with her bow. Um, and then we hear uh, Trace over the calm, Rafa's calm, um, asking her uh, about the target and you know where where Rafa is. And uh, that's when, you know, Omega tells her not to answer. And um, that's when we see Rafa try to sweet talk her to put the bow down. And she um, accidentally fires a bolt that hits one of the walls. And it starts to release gas and kind of... uh, um, Tank, sets off a security sets off a security breach. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It's, it's some sort of tank and, and a security breach, and then uh, guards are going around looking for what happened and and see our crew, and they set off a a major alarm. Um, and during the struggle with, between Rafa and Omega, her bow falls down to the ground, which is you know. 30 feet below um, so she doesn't have a have a weapon um, especially when Rafa tells her to grab one to sh- help fight yeah. off some of the droids um, police droids spiral staircase uh, Omega still chases after Rafa to grab the head and they exchange it back and forth several times um Hunter asks the other clone to get the lockdown lifted because part of that security thing, they lock down the um, warehouse so they can't get out because all the doors are closed and there's too many, uh, you know, security droids and all that stuff in the way and stuff like that. Um, 
And the next scene that is called the race for the tactical droid head. Um, and that's, like I said, when they start exchanging and getting it back and forth. And uh, Echo is the one trying to override the lockdown. He's having troubles with it. Um, and he finds out the only way to do that is to power down the entire um, building. And that, that means that Wrecker has to go up and hit the manual a button to turn it back on. And we know Way up high on a tower. Yeah, we know Wrecker is, is afraid of heights and he's up there already, but he, he to get there, he has to jump over an open space. Well, I onto guess, like I, I guess a crane we'll arm or something. You, we'll just call you Wrecker. <laughs> no. I don't think so. Um I don't like heights though, but yeah, I don't think so. He's a uh, He's got a little more brute strength than I do. That's for sure. Um, so he he uh, eventually jumps over and almost falls, but uh, finally gathers himself and gets over to the other tower that he needs to turn it on. And this is when he hits his head when he um, gets to the tower. He turns the switch on, but then falls down, um, kind of like you know in pain or whatever. Um, and we hear him starting to say uh things like uh good soldier and you know he yeah. keeps hearing uh keeps hearing crosshair in his head and stuff um easy gaze down smelter blah, blah, blah. and also during this time we also see omega um chasing after the the droid head again and she um she gets it but um some some droid parts fall down on top of her and pin her leg down. She can't get out of that, um, out from underneath that. And uh, Rafa ends up grabbing the, the droid head and running off. Um, and again, uh, we see some scenes with Wrecker and his uh, good soldiers, follow orders stuff. Um, and he finally kind of... Uh, shakes it off a little bit um, later on. Uh, and uh, again, Omega's trapped, so she hollers out for Hunter to, to help her. And Hunter comes up with an idea to um, pull the uh, supports for the uh, uh, catwalk that they were on above um, down and, uh, you know, kind of cause a commotion and get, get some of the police droids off of them. Um, they were coming from everywhere. Yeah, they were coming from all over the place. Uh, and, it, and they started, they started uh, exactly but helping each other to try to get out of the place. And uh, this also is, uh, it falls down and, um, and all that. And um, actually Omega falls into the pit and she starts to climb back out and can't get all the way out because the sides are too high. Um, and this is where we see Rafa come back and uh, no, it's Trace that comes back and tries to help her out. Um, she tells her to grab some part, part right before everything drops down below her. And she uh, is kind of stuck on a small ledge there. She throws the droid part um, towards Trace and uh, Trace grabs it. And right at that time is when um, Hunter shows up to help pull her out as well. 
Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, Hunter gives her a, a thank you and, and all that. And um, they, uh, he says that they, they're, they're running off trying to, you know, get rid of all these police droids. And he says that they could join them. Um, you know, they don't have to, they both can um, reap the rewards from this, this uh, droid head. Uh, police droid. Uh, Hunter says they can debate it later. Um, we also see um, Wrecker uh, come down and help out with some of the police droids after he's kind of shook off the, uh, you know, good soldier stuff. Um, but but he's, he's bonked his head like thousands of times <laughs> through this yeah. whole rigmarole. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, as you know, we'll find out um, a lot more why it's happening right now in the next episode too, because we wouldn't have a next episode if he wasn't having this uh, good soldier stuff go on. Um, okay. Uh, like I said, Wrecker comes down and starts uh, knocking off a bunch of the droids. Um, and uh, they come up with an idea. Actually, I think Trace comes up with an idea to um, use the droid head to uh, waking up all the other droids in the warehouse to help them out. Um, and she has, she, she tries to do some welding or whatever to, to activate something and has trouble and uh, tech comes in there and um, takes over and he puts some sort of stick in there. And then he has a, a pad that he's using to kind of program and, and work on the, the head and the head comes to life um, once and um, kind of goes back off and then comes back on again and they tell him to, to um, attack all the police droids. He tells the activate all droids and attack police droids. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That's all rised up out of the... Yeah, they rise up and they were on the cranes and all that stuff too and yeah, it was pretty cool and uh, I thought it was kind of weird though because you know we saw on the belt that most of the droids were in parts. Were in parts, but, but yeah. there was a lot of them that weren't in parts that we couldn't see. Yeah, all of a sudden they all right rose up and they weren't in parts. It's like hold on a second. So they rise up and come out and help them out, and um, you know because uh, Wrecker restarted the the power and everything, um, the the uh, doors were opened up. And um, they, they're running down the hallway with uh, the droid head um, fighting off some more droids. And the droid head, head gets shot and destroyed. And, um, you know, they're, they're all pretty upset, especially Trace and Rafa, because they, they think, you know, there's, there's nothing there we can do. Um, the thing, we wasted all this time and the, the head got destroyed anyway. Um, and, uh, you know, they kind of come to the realization that they're, you know, the only thing left to do is leave and, and just, you know, start over or whatever. We got it out of here. Yeah. And, and as they're, um, 
you know, they're both at, at both of their ships. And as they're uh, leaving um, and saying their goodbyes, you know, uh, uh, Omega says something about um, them coming to visit um, on the Ord Mantle. And that's where we hear the uh, line about um, the neighborhood being kind of a rough neighborhood. And Omega responds with that she likes it that way, um, basically. <laughs> and um, apparently, um, when Tech was using that rod or whatever, he downloaded the entire droid head to the rod. So um, Hunter has that rod, and he offers it to um, to uh, Trace. It looks like, um, and says that she'll use it for better purposes than than they will. Mm -hmm. and, and gives it to him um, and that's when they kind of you know she they realize that the uh, these clones are different than other clones um, you know mostly because the way they acted but then that they actually gave them um, something and didn't you know basically they failed the mission most clones wouldn't uh, purposely fail the mission um, and this is where we also see, you know, we see our guys leave and they all leave and whatever. And we see, uh, Rafa, um, talk to a hologram about, um, getting the, the droid information and they got it, that they got it from some rogue squad of clones. And uh, she thinks that uh, the person that she's talking to would want to want to hear about that and know know where they are and she knows where they're going um, <laughs> because Omega said that they were on uh, Ord Mantle in the uh, in Sid's bar, so they know exactly where they're at. And that's uh, when the episode ends is right there with a the little cliffhanger of the who is that person they're talking to. Um, yeah. Yeah. And. That we all know up. who it is. We all know who it is. Yeah, we, we kind of know. And um, we find out in the next episode for sure. Um, and that's uh, my question uh, for that episode of the you know, question of the week for that episode is, was Rafi talking to Captain Rex or was it, uh, you know, someone else in the resistance that uh, knows Captain Rex? Um you think that's who that was? I, I couldn't tell for sure because whoever it was didn't have, you know, the the uniform looking outfit on that we usually see Rex in. It was a robe type of outfit. So I don't know who it was, but uh, it wasn't. So you don't think it was uh, uh, the bounty hunter? No, I don't. Um, I don't think it was. Uh, was Finn? Finn, Finnick or, Finnick. or or Cad Bane? I think it was someone else. Um, because it the it why would the bounty hunter contact um, Rex? Because how how would Rex know then later? Because like I said, we know in the next episode that Rex shows up um, yeah. because he hears about this little you know droid tactical droid caper. Um, anyway, so that's the end of that episode, and that's the question. Was Rafi contacting Captain Rex, or was he contacting maybe, uh, you know, 
who knows, somebody in the resistance or, uh, or, or something. Um, next episode is Battle Scars, and I'm going to play this first. We are proud to welcome our latest sponsor, Juan's Cantina, where every first week of the month on the standard galactic calendar, we celebrate with ancients called Cinco de Mayo. Come join us at Juan's food, mariachi music, and 34 flavors of margaritas. It's Juan's Cantina right next to the Hangar 94 of Mos Eisley Spaceport. On day two of the week, is Taco Tuesday. All tacos are half a credit each and enjoyed with our house margaritas. Juan's Cantina also serves the Galactic Flamus Dos Camarones Azul Cerveza, imported directly from Kessel. Thank you again for our latest sponsor, Juan's Cantina. Yay, Juan's. We've got some good uh, margaritas there, I promise. Uh, like I said, the next episode is episode seven battle scars and um we see our team after they come back from um what is called a lizard heist so they they uh grab some lizard small lizard of sorts um for you know a mystery client that sid had them go after and um they're on their ship you know the the marauder and uh, for some reason, uh, they drop the, the the crate that the lizard's in, and, the, and it gets out, and it's running around the ship a little bit. <laughs> um, and Omega ends up catching the, the lizard again in the um, cage. She calls the 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 lizard Ruby, um, and uh, Wrecker was surprised that she named the, the lizard. Let's see. And, you know, she asks about, you know, why they stole the, this lizard and um, tech of course is the one that points out that they uh, were only stealing it back from someone because they stole it from the rightful owner, uh, which apparently is their client. Rokai is the one who stole it. Um, stay calm. And yeah, they're having uh, an issue with the hyperdrive. It gets back online. Um, and they finally go back. They finally go into hyperdrive after they've got the lizard secured. Um, and they're back. They're back at the SIDS again with Ruby. And um, they get some they get some credits for it, um, but they still you know they're they're short on credits for quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Not that not that Sid necessarily um, short of them. It's just Sid takes such a huge cut that they barely get any of it. Um, and we're we're in the you know in the bar area, and we see. Uh, that Hunter is noticing that there's some strange uh, people that normally aren't in the, in the bar. One in particular is a hooded uh, person. Um, and uh, this is when Omega and Wrecker go out to do their tradition, which is um, they, they go out 
to a vendor and get this little weird, like, I don't know, it looks to me like popcorn chicken or something. Yeah, I thought you said popcorn. Yeah. And popcorn elevator. Something like that. A little elevator, maybe. Yeah, could be. I don't know. They don't even, it doesn't even say in here what it's called. Um, mantle mix. So, you know, it's like a Chex Chex. mix, but it's a. I said it first. <laughs> Jinx to you. Um, and the, uh, the vendor tells them that they owe 14 credits for it. Um, and that's related to also uh, we come back and Sid is talking to him about how much money they actually owe Sid for different things like um, weapons and um, mantle mix and other things. <laughs> Supplies, food. Uh, she's not running a charity. She says she wants uh, them to pay the oh, money come back. Come on, Sid. Yeah. And Tech makes uh, Tech says some thing about you know they she says they need to make a big score so they can pay them off um and the tactical droid would have made a lot of money but they messed that up of course which is what happened in our last episode um and they hear um some blaster fire out in the bar and that's um when uh they see clones bolo and ketchy fleeing upstairs Oh, the clone C, which is, those are the names of the guy. The one that has the weird neck and the eyes and then the other mm -hmm. um, guy, which um, I think that's the same species that um, is is those, um, you know, uh, gangster guys. What, what's his yeah, name? Yeah, the mayor. Wasn't, he, wasn't that the same species that was the mayor? Yeah. Yeah, that was the one with the weird neck and the eyes. Yeah. Um, they run off because of all the commotion. And the stranger reveals himself that has the hood and it's, um, it's clone Captain Rex and Sid grumbles um, because she's not running a, a clone uh -huh. reunion uh -huh. clubhouse. Yeah. Wow. She, uh, she doesn't want, the, want any more clones in there because it'll draw too much attention. And of course, uh, Hunter and Echo and everyone recognizes Captain Rex um, and they start talking and having a drink at the bar and Wrecker and uh, Omega come back and they get introduced as well. You know, they're talking about the uh, how uh, Rex knew about them and he mentions the Rafa Martinez um, Trace and Rafa, Rafa with a uh, droid head. And uh, Rex is surprised when he's introduced to Omega that Omega is actually a clone. She doesn't look yeah. like any of the other clones. No, it looked like um, any of the clones I've seen. And she's, she's very unique too because, um, you know, all the other clones, even Boba looks just like 
um, you know, his dad, but yeah. um, she is the only one that doesn't look like any of them. You know, her face doesn't look like any of them. Um, of course, well, you know, our, our bad so batch looks a little ultimate. different, but. That's the ultimate question. Who's she cloned from? Well, she's cloned. F- we find that out. So um, I think we'll f- when we're reviewing our episodes um, this weekend, we'll find out for sure because they talk about it. Um, I think in episode nine, maybe you might have to rewatch it so you can see. But they yeah. mention exactly um, who she's cloned from and exactly why she's so valuable. And, uh, you know, they, the, the bad batches have already kind of figured out why she is, but they don't, they haven't really told her yet. Um, and, uh, Rex tells them that they, uh, you know, they, during talking and stuff, they find out, Rex finds out that they don't have their chips removed. Um, because, you know, after Wrecker arrives, Wrecker's complaining about a headache. And, um, you know, tech kind of basically says it's the inhibitor chip that's um, causing his headaches. And uh, Rex is um, thrown aback because he doesn't uh, he doesn't trust them now that they he knows they don't have their inhibitor chips taken out. And, um, you know, Hunter asks them how they can do that. And before, while they're still at the bar. Wrecker, Wrecker, ask. Not Wrecker. Anyway, someone asked uh, Rex how, how he survived so long. The good old standby line of uh, uh, oh, what? What? Uh, staying out of sight or, or keeping a low profile. Like Obi Wan, you know, Yoda told Obi Wan. Yeah, exactly. Hey. Exact same line. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think actually, uh, maybe Omega asked that question because Omega notices that he's a, um, a Gen One clone. That's right. she recognizes him from the lines in his face, which I mean, I don't know if that means he's old he's got wrinkles. What? That's how she recognizes him or, or Gen 1 clones had, had lines in their face that other Gen don't? I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, again, they're, you know, Rex, Rex is wondering about it and, you know, he kind of, they kind of calm him down, um, you know, about the chips and everything. And uh, Hunter asks how they can, how are they supposed to get those removed, or who can, who who can take them out? Um, yeah. And uh, you know, Rex says that's a pretty good question. It's it's not easy, something easy to do. Um, they can't go back to um, Camino because Camino is yeah. a, a hot spot, and. Um, Rex basically tells him he's going to find a place and he'll be in touch. They'd never get out of there on Camino. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, they wouldn't be able to get out. There's too many uh, too many Im- Imperial people there, right? Uh, 
And the next scene is where we see um, the Marauder, uh, Marauder um, coming into a planet called Bracca, which is a, um, you know, where, where old ships come to die. Basically, they, they all come there. And then um, there's a group called the Scrapper Guild that uh, basically manages all the, um, you know, dead ships, so, so to speak. And they strip them uh, and sell parts out of them, um, called the Scrapper Guild, like I said. Uh, and they find, uh, they get there, um, they're going to have to do surgery, they said, for the inhibitor chip. Uh, you know, Wrecker is, of course, first because he's starting to show those symptoms. Um, he tech mentions that he was able to scan Rex, um, who does not have the chip anymore. Um, and he can make a, a baseline so he can now scan to see if any clone has the chip. Um, they're, uh, they looks like they're going through some of those wreckage and um, they, they find Rex and Rex mentions that they have to go to a Jedi capital ship that has um, a medical bay on it. Um, and he says that he had his removed on a ship just like this um, on a Jedi cruiser, um, just like the one they're, they're going to see. It's, it's a, Ventator class star destroyer um, that they see and they start to make their way over to it um, and they have to hide a little bit because they see uh, some sort of barge where the uh, um, scrapper people are kind of looking around stuff um, that's when Rex uh, says that they control the planet and um, Rex tells Echo that the that Fives is the one who warned them about the inhibitor chips, um, and he wants to know how they knew about it. And Echo says that Omega told them um, about the chips when they met her, um, which is true. Uh, Omega is just amazed by the big, sh the big Vin Ventator class ship. Uh, they see a swampy area, and um, Tech right. kind of warns them to stay above the waterline because you can see something moving underneath there. Um, some sort of creature uh, under the water, basically. Um, and they get up there and there's a part of it where they have to climb across the ship on a rope because um, there's no uh, there's no direct path to it. Um, and everybody gets across and Wrecker's the last one, which we know he's afraid of heights. Um, he doesn't want to go over it. He finally starts to go over it and the cable starts to break that he's, he's on. Um, and it finally does break and he's... Um, attached to it still but he gets like at water level doesn't hit the water but just at the, the level of the water um 
And that's when Omega sees um, some sort of shape in the water and tells Wrecker to start to climb as soon as he can. But a, uh, a tentacle of a, of a Duranga erupts from the water and grabs him and, and um, Wrecker cuts off uh, at least one of the tentacles with his knife. However, more tentacles come out and drag him underwater. Uh, and he, he's under the water for a little bit and Wrecker comes back up and surfaces and the creature doesn't want to let him go um, and Echo starts firing at the creature which um, pushes it off and I don't know Scott if you're back online there but um, do you remember this creature? This, are you there? Scott's having trouble. You there? Hello, Scott. Are you back? Yeah. So this was the creature that was um, that we saw in. The one movie where um, Han Solo had it on his ship, um, the one that um, rolled around the ship and had the tentacles and ate um, oh. all the, that's the same creature. Um, he had those different, uh, you know, people asking him for their money or, or their whatever they owed him. And, and he ended up, those animals got released and he, they ate them all up or whatever. That's the same creature. Um, it's called a they call it a derenga on in this uh thing, but I thought it was called something else in the, that so that movie and that yeah, wasn't that that was a, that was like rise of I don't know one of the one of the final sequel movies, right? The last three, yeah. one of those might have been the one that he that Han Solo actually died in. I can't remember for sure. So um, Wrecker finally gets out of that and they pull him up um, and um, the next scene they're, they're in the, they find the uh, medical bay and, um, you know, they get the door open and, and, and such. Um, they notice um, rodents and, you know, the place is kind of rusty and stuff and um, tech mentions that it's not sterile anymore. Um, and, and Rex asks if they would prefer to use the facilities in Camino instead. Um, and they admit that this is going to have to do. Uh, so, uh, they start calibrating the pod, um, and the equipment, uh, tech is, is using the scanner over Wrecker's head so they can pinpoint where it's located at. And uh, we see um, Hunter uh, putting the backpacks and helmets away. Um, and Omega says she's worried about the surgery. Um, but Hunter assures her that if it worked on Rex, it's going to work on them. Um, and Rex says that it's dangerous to leave the chips in. Um, so they're going to do it regardless of the risk. 
uh, and Omega is mostly afraid, you know, that they're all gonna, you know, die and leave her orphan by herself. Uh, and that's around the time when Tech um, detects where the actual chip is, uh, and Wrecker is, you know, getting pretty upset about being scanned about stuff, and um, they get the uh, mad. Yeah, they get the controls all set up, and um, Rex kind of says that they all got lucky that they were immune from Order sixty six um, because, and he talks about his um, bad experiences. And Hunter mentions that they had no idea what was going on when they were on Keller, um, and you know the the Jedi started being attacked. And Hunter ran off the ran off with the Padawan. Um, they had no idea what was going on. Um, they saw the order, but they didn't know what it meant, and they didn't know why everybody, all the other clones, were reacting to it. And that's when um, Wrecker gets even more mad and kind of goes into uh, one of his episodes. Um, he uh, pushes. Tech away and grabs his helmet and his rifle and um, you know starts to threaten the gang. Uh, he Wrecker knocks the gun from Rex and uh, fires a, a blast at Rex. Uh, Hunter and Omega run off um, as Wrecker is kind of shooting around trying to get the rest of the other. Clone, clone squad. Same. He uh, keeps saying about Order 66. Here. Yeah, he keeps saying, good soldiers, um, you've uh, you, you violated Order 66 or something like that is one of the things he says. Um, uh, Omega gets knocked unconscious uh, or no, Tech gets knocked unconscious. Um, Hunter and Omega get off into another room and Hunter gets knocked out as well and it looks like Omega has to, uh, or Hunter has throws to a canister at, at Wrecker first and it destroys the blaster um, and fills the room with smoke so Omega has time to hide. Um, and they go out into a corridor yeah, and like you said, Hunter throws his blade at him. Uh, so did it, did did, did I, I thought uh, Omega had a blaster and didn't want to shoot Wrecker. Yeah, Hunter. I think she picked up um, Hunter's blaster when he fell. She gets knocked unconscious when they're in that room. Um, and she's hiding behind like a you know, a, a piece of metal or something. Yeah. And finally, Wrecker finds her or whatever. Um, and, you know, he points his... Uh, he proceeds to choke Hunter, saying that clones, all clones in violation of Order 66 should be terminated. And Omega actually shoots him, shoots Wrecker, with a blaster, 
causing Wrecker to drop Hunter. Wrecker confronts Omega, and she goes down the corridor. Uh, she slides under a door before Wrecker can enter the room. Wrecker, uh, obviously, strong enough to lift the door up. Um, and this is where she gets cornered by Wrecker. Um, and Wrecker tells her that she's a traitor and she needs to be terminated. Uh, and then, like you said, this is when she has the, she begs him and, and such, and she doesn't want to shoot him again. Um, and he, uh, he grabs a, rifle that apparently was uh, Crosshair's rifle. And as he's starting to raise that, um, Rex shoots, shoots, uh, stuns him from behind with a, with a blaster stun. Uh, and that's when we, uh, you know, things are better and uh, Omega is kind of pretty stressed out about it and everything she was He's pretty shook pretty up pretty shook up and the next scene um they're in the surgical pod and they've got record on the uh you know the bed as uh and it slides them back into the you know the machine or whatever and the machine uh starts working on him right away it's um, like an mri machine yeah it looks like an mri machine almost and uh, obviously, it's doing the you know the surgery in there automatically, um, and they're all worried about it, you know, because it's taking a long time. Um, yeah, and his vitals are. You know. Yeah, vitals are aren't doing very well necessarily. You know, they're they're worried about it. Um, he finally comes out and gets done, but he's still not awake. Yeah. Um, and Omega tries to wake him up. And that's like you said when Tech tells him that his vitals aren't stabilized yet. Um, and Rex says from experience he knows it could take a while for Wrecker to regain consciousness. Uh, and that's when we see Omega say that she wants to stay with Wrecker until he wakes up. Yeah. Um, apparently none of the other clones want to get the surgery until Wrecker wakes up. And uh, they see him wake up uh, and he's, you know, he's not all Order 66-ish anymore. Um, he apologizes to Omega and says he's sorry and, and such. They had, their, they had their trail mix. They had some trail mix. She gave him some trail mix to uh, <laughs> Ordal Mantle mix or whatever. Uh and he, you know, Omega tells the rest of the crew that he's back. Um, and Rex says, one, one ship down and three more to go. Who's next? Um, and then we, we see them flash to um, Tech going into the operating tunnel, getting his done. Um, and he comes out with, a, you know, a badge on his bandage on his head where he's gotten his removed. Um, yeah, 
Who apologizes to the mantle mix. And then we see, you know, basically the rest of the crew start to go in there. Galactic Republic. And uh, once they all get done, um, they start to uh, go out and, uh, you know, leave or whatever. Um, you know, show Rex off. Rex says he's got to he's got to go. Uh, his fight's not yet over, but he's got to go, so he's got to go back. Um, and Hunter points out that the Republic is gone. What is he doing? Um, yeah, and Rex basically says that he's he's got other things he's got going on. I'm a door-to-door salesman. Yeah. Um, you know, Rex asks the crew, asks Hunter what they're doing too. And Hunter says they're still trying to figure that out. And um, he, he tells everybody goodbye and tells them to stay out of trouble. Um, no, I'm too. And that, you know, they basically say that that's what they do is get in trouble. Um, and we see Rex disappear in the night night fog Um, and then uh, we notice that another scrapper barge is watching uh, the clones again and uh, through some binoculars and one of the scrappers uh, tells the cruiser tells the other that there's intruders and um, orders that the Empire is going to be notified. And that's when uh, we see the credits. That's the end of that Ooh, episode. The Empire. And my question for that episode for the week is who is the Scrapper Guild reporting to in the Empire? Um, you know, who's, who's coming to see them and whatever? And um, Apparently, it's it's high up in the empire. Uh, so we'll, we we find out in the next episode that um, you know, General Fred, or whatever his name is. Yeah, somebody up there, and it, it's probably it's probably uh, um, old Wilhelm, whatever his name is, Moff, the Moff Wilhelm guy. Um, you know, the one that made him do the the test and stuff like that with the uh, simulation. No, I think he's out of it. Yeah, that's right. Younger guy. It's that younger guy, isn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we find out in the next episode, which we're gonna again review later this weekend, hopefully. uh, That he gets contacted and he sends out um, Crosshair to with a with a bunch of other troopers to find him um, so i mean i didn't answer the question or anything but you know go to our website and there's the questions there you can uh you know say what you want to want it to sit, be um yeah we still have the previous uh questions out there um from the previous episode, where you know which one is uh, 
Will Sid keep the Bad Batches, Bad Batch and Omega's secret? And the other one is, um, did we see Moochie in the Return of the Jedi? Um, so those are still live questions also. Um, so, you know, go out and do those. Uh, we really look forward to getting some feedback from somebody. So please send that in. You know, we've got these polls. We've got a uh, feedback section. Um, we are on YouTube and YouTube accepts comments um, for our stuff. Um, so please go out. If you're watching it on YouTube, please comment on the, uh, the uh, episode that you're watching and let us know what you think. Any uh, thoughts or anything about the last two episodes? I think uh, uh, Omega's going to learn some other stuff. You know, yeah, she's definitely going to learn. People going to learn other stuff about her. Exactly, exactly. And I uh, next couple episodes are we're going to hear a lot about that. Um, uh, they end up on um, an old or an old outpost of the Camonians, um, I think in the next episode. Um, and we run into a, another bounty hunter too. So we'll, we'll find out a lot of a lot more information about Omega. Next couple I episodes. thought that was a bounty hunter at first, but it was Crosshair. Yeah, yeah. We the the first ones it's Crosshair with the helmet with the yeah. The, the first one, the first episode. So we we just did episode seven was the last one we just did. So episode eight is they're still on um, you know the the ship area, and they're trying to uh, scavenge some. Um, supplies so they can sell some things to make some money and that's when we see crosshair like you said um, and the episode after that um, is where we meet uh, another bounty hunter that's after omega and we we also see fennec again oh yeah okay okay so there's fennec and it. the other yeah. other bounty hunter which uh a lot of people will recognize from um, you know, the book of Boba Fett. Cat-bang. Yeah. So, all right. What do you think? Is that uh, does that wrap it up? That's a wrap, buddy. Yeah, we did pretty good. That's total recording time so far is about an hour. So, I think we probably spent. The extra time that's it's an hour and 20 minutes. So we probably spent 20 minutes getting ready at the beginning. So let me run the uh, outro. Thank you for listening to the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room Podcast. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's HTTPS colon backslash backslash R-A-B-R Kaldrickinson.us. That's R-A-B-R dot K-A-I. Left side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Bridge Podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. 
And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple Point and your right, that's where I'm at. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Preacher Room website at R-A-B-R-K-A-I-L-E-J-O-S-E-N.U-S. This podcast in no way is approved, sponsored, or owned by Lucasfilms LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. All opinions are solely owned by Kyle and or Scott, and in no way express the views or opinions of their past or present employers. Views and opinions are not supported or restricted by Lucasfilms, LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or any or other use of this podcast and its affiliate sites without consent of Super Duper Podcast Network and its host is prohibited. I am Kyle John Hanson, and this is Andrew Scott. Say goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye now. Goodbye. That wraps it up. I'm going to stop <laughs> recording.